Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here of the podcast. Hey, if you found our podcast to be beneficial, do me a favor, give us a rating and a review, uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast uh, so you get the newest episode that comes out every single week. Uh, and if you found episodes beneficial, feel free to share it on your social media and tag us in it at Elite Business Advisors. We appreciate that. It's the best way we can be an asset to more people, the more people that hear about our podcast. So, um, today's episode, I'm really excited to talk through a, a kind of an interesting concept that, um, you know, it's one of those things when you hear about it, uh, it resonates, you think really deeply about it. And then sometimes we, we forget about it in the day-to-day uh, life. But have you ever heard of the concept called infinite game? in thinking through what is an infinite game and what is a finite game. Uh, you know, we play a lot of games that are finite, right? They have an ending to it. There's a time period or a score that you reach or something. But what about the games that are infinite in life? How do you win those games, right? A couple, couple examples, right? Life in itself um, is infinite. Yes, at some point it becomes finite, but for the most part, our day-to-day lives are infinite. We don't know if we, if we have 80 years or 20 years or 50 years left, depending on the age to it in which you're listening to this. Um, but, you know, life is an infinite game in itself. Business is a huge infinite game, right? Um, you know, finances. There's so many different things that are infinite games that there really is no winning, right? There's no point to say, hey, you won the game of business. Hey, you won, uh, you know, you can have competitions, but you won the game of business. Like that doesn't exist. Um, you, I guess you can win the game of life if you're playing the board game. Um, it becomes finite in that sense. Uh, so so don't get me wrong. I'm talking about actual real life here. Um, and so we thought that this would be a great episode to kind of break down a little bit about what infinite games are and how you can ensure you've got a plan in place to win them in the best way possible and, and how to break down kind of the, the infinite concept into some short-term goals uh, and what that can look like to make sure that you're making your infinite games uh, is not just getting out of hand and out of control. And so I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. I'm Prithvi County, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintedorg slash training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. 
Visit pca.so slash bearprosweepstakes to enter now. All right, so before we jump in here, um, I've got to give credit to Simon Sinek for introducing this kind of thought and topic to me. Um, I don't know if Simon was the first person that thought about it, but it, he was at least the first book that I read. He published a book in 2019. Uh, I've got it right here for those of you guys watching this on video called The Infinite Game. Um, and so I, I, I'm gonna kind of take the concept. I'm not gonna necessarily give a, like a, an overview of the book in itself. Uh, to be honest, it's been a few years since I've read it, um, but a friend of mine had sent me a real, uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on this topic. And I was like, you know what? This would make a really good podcast episode. And so we kind of put it on our list to do here when we needed a, a solo episode to fill in. We'll be back over in studio, by the way, for the next couple of episodes. Uh, we got a couple, uh, a two-part series coming up uh, all about taxes and finances for business and, and S corporations and all kinds of fun stuff with Crystal. Uh, so we're excited to get her back in studio. But the the concept of an infinite game, like I said, Simon Sinek kind of brought this at least to my attention, whether he pioneered it or not. Um, I'll leave that up to you guys to Google. But, you know, really, I remember the way that I felt when I first heard about this. And even when I was re-watching that reel a couple of weeks ago, I watched it before we started recording this as we were kind of putting together the flow of this, this episode. In the concept of finite games versus infinite games, again, as I mentioned in the intro, it's one of those things when you really think about it, like it's, you can really go down a deep dive with it, right? Not necessarily in a bad way, um, but just the difference, right? I'm a very competitive person. Uh, any of you guys that know me, you've probably seen that come out in some podcast episodes and in conversations with guests and stuff. I'm a very competitive person, y'all. I love to win. Um, I try not to be a sore loser. Uh, and I try not to be a sore winner earlier, and I'm sure my wife would love to chime in here on this, and that's why she's not sitting here next to me while we're recording this, but um, I love to win. I, I'm just, I'm a competitive person. I, I will compete um, in anything, um, whether it's something that I'm good at, whether it's something I'm not good at, I still just love to compete and play games, right? Whether it's board games, whether it's card games, whether it's sports, I'm a huge sports person. That's one thing I've always loved about golf you're always competing against yourself. Yes, you can compete against others and you know see who shoots a better score and all these different things, but at the end of the day, you're really competing against yourself. And so finite games are great for people that are competitive and love to win, right? Finite games are anything, as I mentioned, board games, sports, anything with a defined time period, you play to a certain score, maybe you're playing cornhole, um, you know, beer pong or whatever it might be, right? There, there's things that have a definite like, hey, you won this game, right? You scored higher than I did, or in golf, you scored less than I did, like whatever it is, right? There's a, a very defined way that you win the game. But let's pivot over to infinite games and think about what is infinite, right? Things that don't have a, a deadline on them. Uh, I mentioned in the intro, life in itself is kind of an infinite game, right? Eventually it becomes finite. Uh, usually you don't realize that until after it's become finite, um, but it's it's an infinite game in itself, right? You don't really win the game of life, right? Again, everybody has a different definition of success. So you might say, hey, I'm winning in life right now, but guess what? That doesn't mean you're gonna win in life tomorrow. It, at no point do you say, hey, I'm winning at life. And then it's just like, okay, like game's over, right? Like that doesn't really work. Same thing in business. Same thing with your finances, right? Parenting, politics. I'm not going to hit on politics really at all in this, but things that are infinite that will always continue to go on, you never really win at. And for somebody that's competitive, that's kind of a weird, like, like theology thing to wrap your head around, right? Your faith life is infinite too, right? Like there's no point where you're like, hey, I've mastered this. 
Same thing with business, again, all these different topics. And so when you really stop and think about it, like we're so used to, to winning, right? Like, you know, growing up and, and again, I played games with my parents all the time. I grew up playing sports, all these different things, right? Like there was a way to win. And then all of a sudden you get out in adult life and you realize like you don't really win the game of finances. You can be doing better than you were at one point. You can be either on track or behind towards hitting your financial goals, but you never win, right? And then I realized in, in starting businesses that business is the same way. Um, and so understanding what is finite and what's infinite. Um, and I think, you know, I, what I wanna go through here is, you know, why does this complicate things? But also, like, what can we do about it, right? Like, I don't want to just do an episode and be like, hey, here's a here's a thought for you. Um, here's some problems with it and, and the way that it creates issues in our lives. Um, good luck. Like, I want to try to provide at least some insight to you guys on this, too, and the way we can think through things. Um, you know, in the, it was either the real or the book, one of the two, as I was putting stuff together for this episode, um, they said something that, that really kind of made sense. It said the goal of Infinite Games is to keep playing and stay doing that thing, right? So in the example, it was, you don't, again, win marriage. Marriage is something you work on every single day, multiple times a day, multiple times an hour sometimes, right? Like the goal is to stay married. It's not to say like, hey, okay, we're married. Hey, we won. All right, cool. Like the goal is to stay married. Same thing with parenting. The goal is to stay being the best parent you can be to your kids. Not like, oh, yep, we raised them. Great. All right. They're fine now. No, that's great. You got off to a good start, but you still have to parent them. Guess what? I'm 32 years old. I always have to stop and think about that. And my parents are still parenting me as I'm now a parent too, right? There's been a lot of, I told you so's, um, and that's okay. But so understanding that the goal is to stay doing that thing and to continue moving along the lines. And so why does this complicate things? I put together a couple of thoughts here. Number one, it's, it complicates things because you can't put together a strategy to win and just be done, right? I would argue if you're selling your business, this could be if more of a finite game for you. If you say, hey, we want to scale this company to say $10 million and have this net profit, and then our exit strategy is to sell the business, you could kind of say in that case, then you probably won the game of business, right? But all the way up until that point, your business is infinite, right? Um, and so you can't just put together a strategy and be like, all right, I won, I'm done, right? Finances, anything like that. The second reason I think it complicates things is the rules are always changing. This is why infinite games are so difficult because everything is always changing and it's usually stuff out of our control, external forces and pressures. For example, the tax code. Guess what? The tax code does change every year. What you can write off, what you can't write off, what you can do, what your contributions can be to this, right? Things got really weird the last three years because of COVID and all the grants and all the changes and 
meals and uh, meals were a hundred percent tax write off for the last two years, but now back to 50% in 2023, like things are always changing. And so if you put together, um, one of my really good friends is a, is a tax coach and tax strategist. And he always says, if, if you're tech, if you're still running on the tax strategy, you put together in the nineties, you were really failing at taxes and, and finances and business because the game has changed so much with things that are available, right? Same thing with investment opportunities. There's new things hitting the market. There are things that are going away. There's things that people are have to be grandfathered in because uh, companies are changing, right? And so as we talk about finances, finances, it you always have to adapt and, and flow and, and change things, right? You can't just say, hey, here's my financial plan. Um, also, because again, you don't know how long you're going to be here, right? I think that's one of the, the hardest things I've realized in planning for retirement. Um, although I'm going to argue and say I'll probably never fully retire because I love business and I will always have some sort of my hand in something business related and, and whatnot. But, you know, like it's hard to plan because it's like, okay, well, how long are we going to be alive? Right? Well, what if I don't fully retire? What if this and what if that? And, you know, so it's like, yeah, we're putting together the best plans that we can, but also understanding that, like they're going to change a hundred times in the next 30, 40, 50 years, right? Rate changes. Again, when I talk finances, a lot of these kind of rules are, that are changing, you know, finance and business related rates are changing, right? Mortgage rates are higher now than what they were the last few years. Um, but guess what? That also means that savings and CDs and all these other investment opportunities are better now than what they were. So what you were doing five years ago when rates were super low is totally different than what you might be doing right now both on the purchasing side. Um, it's not the best for, you know, anybody looking to get loans right now, but it is what it is, right? So things change, inflation, um, all kinds of different things, right? You, you could definitely say social pressures, um, you know, are always, uh, you know, affecting things too, right? Especially when it comes to parenting, right? You know, I didn't know that mom and dad shaming was a thing until we became parents. Uh, not that it's happened to us, but I started hearing, seeing, you know, people on social media talking about these things and like, oh, I did this with my kid and somebody gave me a weird look and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, wait, that's, that's actually a, like a thing. So I would say that social things, um, you know, can influence this and, and change as well. Uh, and I think the last one, the biggest one is, you know, there's going to be new things that influence either the game that you're playing, business, finances, parenting, any of this, or the strategy you have, right? Let's think about technology advancements, you know, with AI, like that's changing the way the business is being done right now. Um, some could argue it's, it may change some of the landscape of finances too down the road with some of that. Cell phones, like let's think back a little bit. I remember when I got the first iPhone in 2000, I got it in 2008, it came out in 2007. That was my high school graduation present. Um, you know, like cell phones, like that totally changed the game for business, for everything, right? <laughs> the fact that you can get to your email, you can get to something on the web, you can get to whatever, on your phone, like that was a huge change um, in, in technology and changed the way a lot of business was done, a lot of finances was done. Um, it, it definitely has changed parenting, right? And it, for maybe some of the good and also some of the bad, right? Because now kids are getting cell phones at a much younger age and that's creating a whole new, um, you know, change in parenting that was totally different in the 80s, right? My parents got me a cell phone when I was in eighth grade that had like 50 minutes a month on it and it was for like emergencies only or just to call them real quick under a minute and say, hey, I'm here. Um, you know, pick me up at this time, like whatever, uh, like that's totally changed, right? So that's changing parenting now too. It's changing finances because now you've got a $400 phone bill a lot earlier than you used to if you're a family. Um, and so there's a lot of things that will change that with technology 
the, I could go on and on and, and all the different things, but I think you guys kind of understand the point I'm going through with this. You know, another thing that can, you know, influence the game, um, you know, when I talk about new things is like new techniques or new theories or new strategies, right? Um, and, and this goes business, finances, everything, right? There's always people coming up with new ideas or new ways to do things or repurposing old content. Um, I know for us, like as, as first time parents, um, there's something called taking care of babies. Her name's Kara. So I love the marketing pun there. Um, taking care of babies and it's sleep training for like your kids. And one, we will forever swear by that and what she teaches and everything in there. Cause it was a huge, huge blessing to us with Jason. We're hoping with the next one coming. Um, but like that, like we were telling our parents that we were doing this and trying to like teach them what we've learned through that is, you know, and anytime they were watching Chase and, and they're like, what, what is sleep training? Like, what are you talking about? Like we, we just figured it out. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that our way was better, but there's just new things out there, new structures to follow, new research being done to figure out what are better ways to do things. Right. Which is going to be a totally different strategy than when our parents are raising us, you know? And so that's that's why infinite games are complicated but let's talk about how do you put together a strategy to win right and again you got to keep in mind when i say winning infinite games i'm talking winning in the sense of the short term or the medium term because there is no again winning overall right again you can always look back and, and the goal is to always be at a better spot than you were at one point hey there i bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good and using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. But I think this is what really separates people that are going to settle for mediocrity in life and people that are going somewhere and, and want to go on and, and do things and, and become successful. Right. And again, successful has a different definition to everybody. So I don't mean that in a bad way. But people that understand the infinite game concept, a lot of times they will still find a way to make it a game. Number one was with goal setting setting annual goals, you know, obviously having a long-term vision of, okay, where do you want your business to be at? What do you want your finances to look like in 20, 30, 40 years? Right. And then how do we back that down in the meantime? Right. Um, you can argue with finances and retirement planning. You kind of need like a 10 year plan, a five year plan, a three year plan, like really getting in there. Um, but I'm going to focus on business here. Let's talk about business <clears throat> and, and even some personal finances in a more macro setting. Um, you know, setting goals on an annual basis, right? I always love having something like that. You know, having quarterly goals, having monthly goals, uh, sometimes even having weekly goals, right? Uh, for most businesses, I really break things down on a month to month basis. Um, but arguably, like you can kind of transition those down into weekly goals um, or maybe the weekly things or what are the action items I need to knock out to get on track for my monthly goals, right? Um, that's one thing we're really trying to focus on, you know, here the next month or two with our clients is like, hey, where do you want your business to be at at the end of the year? Okay, great. What do we need to do it this quarter, right? As we're having, you know, just getting into um, almost halfway through the second quarter here. Um, okay, what do we need to focus on in quarter three and then quarter four to get your business there to run into 2024 with momentum? Um, you know, having monthly goals, right? Uh, you know, understanding, hey, what do I really need to do this month um, to both be successful here in the short term, but also stay on track for my long term goals. Uh, and so I think goal setting and really compartmentalizing goals for your business, for your finances 
your health, your health is an infinite game, right? You don't all of a sudden just say, hey, I got in shape, great, I won. Uh, guess what you need to then stay in shape, right? It kind of goes back to that one-liner I mentioned earlier. And so like what, breaking things down into goals, um, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, and, and there in the middle term, I think is one of the best things you can do. Um, because again, if, if not, it's just, it's easy for six months to go by and you realize like you're not any farther along than where you were. Uh, and for somebody that has a growth mindset that's looking to achieve more in their life and in their business, I think we have to focus in on some of this, the uh, short term and middle ground goal setting. The second thing, one of my favorite concepts actually, um, and I could talk for hours on it, but I won't. So look it up, go Google it later. It's called gamification. Um, and gamification is finding a way to turn things into games and making it fun. This is probably one of the best things you can do with your finances. It's one of the best things you can do with your business, right? And it's it's kind of goal setting in a way, but like, how can you turn it into a fun game? Like for me, with both our personal finances and our business finances, my goal is every time period that I sit down to look at them and analyze and see where we're at. Uh, so typically personally, it's every two weeks when we get paid and, and business wise, I do it every month for us um, just because anything weekly throughout the month is just a little too mo too, too uh too much for us with where we're at. But every time I sit down, I want to see that our numbers are higher than they were the last time, right? Whether it's money in the bank account, whether it's cash, whether it's something we're saving towards, what, whatever it is, I turn it into a game, right? And I have goals. This kind of goes back into goal setting, right? We have goals on where we want to be at at the end of the year. And, you know, we want to do this and, and things for the business too. Both of them, again, uh, synonymously, um, we, I turn it into a game, right? Because again, I'm competitive. And I've also figured out I'm very numbers driven. It doesn't mean necessarily um, just finances, but just numbers in general. I think that's why I love what I do and diving into finances and numbers with people is that's just the way that I think, right? And so I figured out for me, if I can make it a game, like it makes it fun, but it also helps us make more progress than we would if I just didn't really make it a competitive thing, right? Um, some of you guys may know I've gotten into boxing for working out. There's an at-home program called Fight Camp. And it's super cool because you have trackers that are inside the wraps in your gloves um, that track your punch count during these workouts. And so you literally can compete against yourself. And again, for somebody that's super competitive, my goal is to always beat my previous score. And so there will be days where I don't feel like working out or I'm half half ass in a workout and about halfway through, I'm like, I got to step it up if I want to beat myself. And I always will beat myself every single time. And so finding ways to, to gamify things. Uh, companies do this all the time, right? Rewards programs, incentives, um, you know, all these different things, right? Like, you know, Starbucks always does like, you know, a couple different games throughout the year. If you make a purchase, you get a spin and a roll and they turn it into like a fun game, right? Because what does it do? It, it reinforces the habit that, oh, I need to go to Starbucks and make a purchase or the benefit of, hey, if I do this, then I'm going to have an extra chance to win coffee for life or, or whatever it is going on, right? So companies do this all the time with their rewards program, their loyalty. They try to make it a game for us. And, and that's where I, I love this concept because it's interesting, right? Um, you know, I, I love setting goals for things that you want, right? So for example, I've said this a couple of times before, um, I had a goal set to, to get a new set of golf clubs, right? And when we when we hit that goal, I gotta go purchase them now. Uh, but now I'm resetting what what's the next goal, right? And it, it keeps me focused on, okay, if we can grow our business and serve and bless and help the, you know, more people, right? Then I can go get whatever the reward is that I want. 
Um, you know, and so it keeps me focused on how do we be a blessing to more people with the, the gifts and talents that I feel like God's blessed me and, and our team with. Um, but also in the same time, like it keeps me focused to where like, Hey, I, I want to go do this. Right. Um, and so I'll, I'll be, sh be sure and set, share with you guys what, what the next goal is. I need to get that figured out here pretty soon. But, um, so gamification, find a way to make it a game, find a way to make it fun. And then I think the last one, I feel like this might be a little bit obvious, but I, I kind of have to mention it. Um, I think the last way to put together a strategy to, to, to quote win at any of these games is accepting what's infinite and what's finite. And what I mean by that is for us competitive people, it's hard to accept things that are infinite that we're never going to actually win in. Again, I think that's why gamifying it and breaking it down into short-term goals is so important because you can win at those, right? There's a tangible measurable that goes into that. You can say, hey, I want to save up this much money to contribute towards retirement by this date. And then at that date, did you do it or did you not, right? When it's a number, it's quantifiable. Um, where this gets even harder is parenting, and marriage, and all the other things that you can't really measure that, right? Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. You know, somebody had said one time, and I, I love this, they said, like, you can't say, like, oh, I want to be a better spouse or I want to be a better father. What does that mean? Right. But if you say, hey, I know that it, it will help our marriage if we go on a date night every month or every week, or we do this, and you have some way to measure that, then you kind of have a, a, a lead indicator um, that then should translate over into kind of the lag indicator, if you will, for, for measuring goals and certain things. And so it makes it harder when, you, when you've when you got some things like that. Again, businesses and finances and some of those things are a little bit easier. But I think we need to accept what's finite and understand that, and, and how do we turn the infinite into some short-term finite things to make sure we're still on the track. This is where gamification, I think, is so helpful. And then I think the last piece of that one with accepting what's finite and what's infinite is having long-term flexible plans with short-term goals and games. We have to understand that the long-term plan that we have is going to change a hundred times. As I mentioned with our retirement plan, like we're making decisions now with the most educated, best thought that we can of what we feel like is going to help us in 40 years, 30 years, whatever whenever we're gonna decide or maybe 20 years, who knows. Um, but I also have just completely accepted that like this is gonna navigate and shift hundreds of times in the meantime, right? Because there's gonna be tax advantageous things and there's gonna be something new that comes out and something's gonna go away and you know, planning on doing a SEP right now for our business, but that will also change because of this and that and, and the tax pictures and you know, at some point we can't contribute to a Roth because like so much is gonna change. Right. And so I think just understanding like, hey, I'm, I've got this long term plan, but I'm just going to accept that things are going to pivot and change and that I need to stay up with it every year, two years, three years along the way to make sure that we're still on track. Right. To, to see, OK, what's new? What am I missing? Um, I love talking to people in the the financial you know spaces, just different people, because I love getting different opinions and different ideas and things. Right. Um, and so when you kind of can accept that when you can put together a game to play, right? When you can set some goals, it's the best way that you can take infinite things 
and break them down into shorter, measurable, finite things um, to help you stay along the path. And so I hope it helps. If you've never heard of this concept, definitely check out Simon Sinek's book, listen to it, read it, um, you know, listen to, uh, you know, just do, do a Google search on some of it, right? Um, figure out like, what are some additional ways? If it's something you realize like, man, this is a reason why I struggle. It was something I realized like, why sometimes it's easy to, you know, put things off on your business, right? Cause, cause it is infinite. You have forever essentially quote, um, to do these things and make progress on it. So it's so easy to put off. Right. Uh, and so I hope that this helps you guys. Um, I guess I'm excited to get back in studio next week. we got a couple of good episodes coming up and a few other things planned coming down the road. I'm really excited about now that we're in town done traveling for a little bit. Uh, it's been a lot of fun going to a lot of Sherwin Williams events here the last six weeks. Uh, but I'm excited to spend some time in town, work on our business, uh, work on some fresh content here for the podcast for you guys. And as always, I appreciate your support. I appreciate you guys listening in and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.